This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by Paul Doolin. Hello. And that's it. Yeah. That's the way it's been lately. Dave is still in North. In exile. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, there's been two games since the last podcast. One of which was a classic. One of the best games I can remember. It was, we're referring, of course, to the uh, 4-3 victory against Norwich. Unbelievable. Yeah. But we listen to it on the radio. This is the problem. And you know what occurred to me today? That, for me personally, the cl- what are the classic Newcastle games of the last, of our, like, lifetime? The last recent one, probably the Arsenal 4-4. The 4-4. Did you see that one live? No, I listened to that on the radio. Yeah. I didn't see that live. Yeah. I didn't the Liverpool see... 4-3s, there were a couple of those, weren't there? Uh, we weren't a Sky Sports household. Were you a Sky Sports household? Not at that point. No. So I didn't see the Liverpool 4-3s. No. I didn't see... Uh, I, di- I did... Because you so... were staunchly NTL, weren't you? <laughs> Years before you... I was really... I-, I invested a lot in ITV <laughs> sport. <laughs> no, I were... So I guess for me, the big ones were the... the... Big European nights. Yeah. So I got to see the Barcelona 3-2. Yeah. The, was it PSV or Feyenoord? The one where Bellamy scored the last minute. Yeah, I got to see that. That one I had to listen to on the radio as well. So a lot of our classic games have been on the radio for me. Well, this, I think, for anyone that wasn't there, will be one of those, because it wasn't on a stream. But it is a definite, bona fide... Classic. There won't even yeah. be a DVD that comes out of this one. No, I'm quite glad about that. Which feels a bit wrong to just bring out a DVD of one game, no matter how good it is. Well, the most embarrassing one was the DVD of what was a, a draw against Arsenal, the 4 4. Was there a DVD of that? There was a DVD oh, of that. I mean, it was amazing, but, you know. Yeah. So the 4 the 3, incredible. Where were you when, when you heard. That final goal go in. I was... Well, we've said before on the pod about the theory that our baby is somehow lucky for Newcastle. And when you say our baby, you don't mean yours and my baby. No, me and Fergus haven't adopted. But yeah, my baby. But uh, basically, I was sat in our living room listening to the game, and it was 3-2. My wife had to leave the room, and she went, can you just hold the baby for a minute? Soon as it was put in my hands, two goals. Like, immediately. Wow. Yeah. This so is... It is... It spooked me out a bit because I thought there might be something in it. I think it's about time we get some scientists onto this. Well, I think we should go up to St. James's with my daughter. 
just hold her aloft for 90 minutes, see what happens. Yeah. Get her to piss in all four corners of the pitch. <laughs> was it Barry Fry that did that at Peterborough? It was at Birmingham City he did it, I think. Oh. Maybe he's done it at every ground. Yeah. <laughs> it's good that, like, his way of bringing good luck is how a dog would do it. Yeah. If it was sentient. Yeah. Now, uh, uh, let's, let's go through the game. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know exactly what happened... I mean, I'm just trying to remind myself right now. Exactly we were what all happened. over them in the first, or for the first half hour at the very least. Uh, Dwight Gale scored the opening goal, didn't he? Yeah. And then there was a penalty. Yeah, a deserved penalty. A Gufran. deserved penalty. Gufran, Gufran just being a bit clumsy. The player of the season went back to Possibly. his old ways. The possible player of the season yeah. so far. Uh, bundled over. Uh, but before their penalty, you just knew we had about five or six properly good chances and only scored one of them. Well, it, it was, was like the Villa game all over again. We thought this is going to come back and bite us. Yeah, that seemed to be the new the new thing. Lots of chances. Dwight Gale seemed to be getting a phenomenal yeah. amount of chances. It's hard to be critical of Gale because he did get a hat-trick, but he should have had a hat-trick by the time of his first goal. Well, maybe he... Maybe Glenn Hoddle will be calling him the new Andy Cole, in in the sense that it takes him five chances to score a goal. Yeah, but he still scores a shitload of goals. But good on the uh, the BBC Newcastle commentary. About three of the chances he missed, they kept saying he hit them just too well, which never really makes any sense to me. That's the sort of snooker commentator's phrase, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, he's he's hit that too well. It's just it's a phrase you don't have to explain. And, well, I guess the, the Doran's penalty before half-time for Norwich, that was also uh, going back to uh, a theme of this season, which is conceding a goal just before half-time. Yeah, it's about the fifth time I think we've done it. So it all felt rather ominous. And then the ominimity, is that a word? Feels like should it be, is. Should Go be. with it. Continue. We'll trademark it after the pod. Things got worse because... They took a 3-1 lead. Yeah. The mustard men. <laughs> <laughs> we came out even worse in the second half. I mean, their third goal was very lucky. It was a deflected one. I don't think Darlow could really do anything about any of their goals. And the second one was a, a pretty well-struck effort as well. And you just thought that was game over. In a game that we had dominated as well, we had way more chances, way more possession. So we were all set to go on a rage. I mean, we were... Yeah. Not, it was... It felt like perhaps even a turning point in the season. Like, I yeah. Mean, they, I mean, we were at home, and but Norwich were top of the table. and I think off the back of the Villa game as well, it just felt like you have to be clinical. If you're getting 15 chances... Putting one of those away isn't enough. No. But then, I mean, I was doing the washing up. Oh, little insight into the home life. Well, hang on. I mean, the, there was a... So um, their third goal went in on 69 minutes. And I'm just trying to remember... Yeah, we exa- hit back almost immediately. I'm just trying to remember exactly what, what, what went on. I think my girlfriend was watching Bake Off. I think for the... Second girl goal, the goal that brought it back to three two. I think so. We were three one down. I believe that was, that the was long shelvy ball, wasn't it? 
Yeah, we were. Yes, it was so an we amazing were, ball. So we were three one down. I believe I was having a shit. <laughs> and um, were you still listening? I was listening. Yeah, and following the game on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and then uh, Gail scored his goal, and I thought because I at this stage when we we're three one down, I was thinking. I might just go and watch the end of Bake Off. Oh. You know, I think a lot of our fans had the same view. Like there were plenty that left early. Yeah, just frustrated to, to watch Bake Off. I don't know if they were off to, off to the strawberry outside the ground to watch Bake Off. Well, they had Bake Off. Yeah, on. yeah. and <laughs> and then so I thought, well, do you know what? I don't think I will watch Bake Off. I might do and do the washing up. So I started doing the I washing feel, up. I feel like I'm there with you. So I started doing the washing up. And then, uh, and then I, I, I still felt like, well, they were Gufran's the, the, the equaliser that brought it to to yeah. to three three, which was uh, Gufran's goal. That came on ninety five minutes. Yeah, Paul. Well, there were six minutes of added time, weren't there? Well, there were. And I was doing the washing up. I think I'd. I think I'd made my way to the um, the more. <laughs> Were you on the cutlery by then? Well, uh, cutlery's quite early for me. What? We we'll start with glasses. <sighs> oh, see, we've obviously got. We I start. Got, we've got very different views on washing up. Well, my system is you start with the the least dirty stuff. So you start with like glasses and cups and things, and you do yeah. like plates and cutlery, and then you end on pans. End on pans. That's fine. But right. start with the plates. Okay, well, I'm not, I'm not strict on that, but if we both agree that we end on pans, then yeah. you'll understand what I mean when I say when Goofran's goal went in, I was on pans. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I was on pans. That doesn't leave you anywhere to go as well, really. No, so the, it was like, well, it was, it was going to take me, this washing up session was going to take me through to the final whistle. <laughs> and um, the Goofran goal went in. And I, I don't think it brought a, sh- a, a shout from me. Huh. I was just like, you well, were just that's concentrating good. hard on the pans. Well, I was, I was, I was, I was delighted by the goal, but you know, it was still frustrating because the first half performance felt like we should yeah. be getting three points out of this game. But the final goal, it was amazing. Paul Doolan, <laughs> God, you've gone very weird. Yeah, I don't um, know if I trust this. No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it massively, and then of course got to actually see the goals. Yeah. Well, Sky Sports News were showing them as they went in as well. It was essentially like watching the game. Well, that was a a great piece of Sky Sports News history, those sort of three three minutes Mm. covering those uh, those two goals. It was uh, was brilliant. The the final goal, a really good finish from... from Should have been saved, I think. Probably. The keeper... Probably will be annoyed at that. Probably, but it was a frantic finish. Yeah. And it was, a, it was a good strike from outside the box. Good to see Mitrovic being useful as well with the assist. He looked a fairly decent target man. I was a bit worried when he came on because he got booked within about a minute. Yes, he got thought, booked within... Here we go again. And then um, well, we should talk a little bit more about the actual football. What... Um, Remind me what happened with Gale's second goal. I assume, yeah, of course, Gale's second goal was that great long yeah, ball from Shelby. Yeah, Shelby's sort of 60-yarder. Gale, amazing first touch and then finished it. Which was... 
infinitely harder than about three of the chances he missed. He is just, he does seem to be predatory. And if he's got too much time to think, then he overthinks it. I do like Dwight Gale. Yeah. He's my kind of striker. Just a little... Well, he scores a lot of goals. He scores a lot of goals. Sprightly. Good touch. Yeah. Pest. He's a pest. He's just always in the right place. Which is why... Again, he will miss a lot of chances, but he'll he'll miss a lot of chances that other strikers wouldn't be there to miss. I feel like there might be... I mean, I know he's actually not that young, as he? He's like 25. But I feel like there'll be... There's something that could click with him. I mean, he could... Yeah. He's the sort could, of player that could score 30 goals. He in does remind you of Andy Cole for us, I yeah. think. There's a definite yeah. similarity. Now, I suppose we've delayed it long enough. It, we, sh- we should probably talk about this, the celebration <laughs> yeah. for the final goal, right? Everyone went insane. Shelby went and picked up a ball boy. Like, hoisted him around. Well, that was sweet. That, yeah, it was That nice. made me like Shelby a bit. Yeah. Because he does strike me sometimes as a twat. Yeah, and he does... It's not his fault. Because of his alopecia, he does look slightly more evil than he probably would otherwise do. Well, people... But this is the thing. People with alopecia tend to be evil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no. um, Of course not. Um, but yes, there is something about him. But that was lovely. Uh, but I think we've got to talk about <laughs> Mitrovic. Mitrovic. Yeah. I mean, he's one step away from murdering <laughs> one of our players in a goal celebration. I was watching it again on the way here. So Dwight Gale scores and he's going mad celebrating. Everyone's around him. Mitrovic looks like he's grabbed him to throttle him from behind. Almost the way you'd go up with sort of a piano wire in a gangster film to just strangle someone, grabs him, sort of tries to snap him in half and then throws him on the floor. It's incredible. I mean, Look, a lot of people were comparing mental. it with a wrestling move. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's the um, suddenness of the, of the initial move, the yeah. way he just jerks him back. I mean, it is a neck-breaking move. Yeah. And then I'm always amazed in goal celebrations how there aren't more injuries... From, like, when you score a goal and you run to the corner flag or whatever, as a footballer, are you bracing yourself knowing that someone's about to jump on your back? Probably. Because I'm always amazed that there aren't injuries in that. But Dwight Gale, that celebration, look, you wouldn't be surprised if he'd got whiplash. Just from the speed of change of direction from being thrown around. It was the most violent, like... <laughs> the most violent celebration I've ever seen. On a it looked pitch. like someone just losing their shit with an ironing board and like trying to throw it out of the room they're in. He's like Lenny from Of Mice and Men, isn't he? He, <laughs> he just doesn't know his strength. He doesn't know his strength, and he's just, I just love you too much. I think he's more like Begbie in Train Spotting. <laughs> he's just right. a, a psychopath. He just doesn't know how to express love, does he? He's... But I think you wouldn't want to. It sort of ties into the reason of why he's not starting games. Benitez clearly doesn't trust him to stay on a field for 90 minutes. No. And he shows why every time. He's just, no matter how much you tell him not to get booked, he'll come on and immediately get booked. And if he's on a yellow, he won't calm himself down. So I don't think we'll see him start many games until he 
proves he can go a game without getting sent off. He's such a warlord. Yeah. <laughs> He's just mental. I think we need to go through it. I would not be surprised if he was involved as a child soldier in, yeah. in the Bosnian. In terms of players we've had in recent years, I'm trying to think who you would fancy against Mitrovic in a fight, and Duncan Ferguson's the only one that springs to mind. Yeah, I mean, Ketsbaya had that mental streak. But yeah, it, although he only seemed to go mental once. He only went mental once, and he took it out on an advertising holder. Yeah. He didn't take it out on a teammate. No. For doing something good. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't try and murder Dwight Gale. Yeah. Duncan, that would be a fight, wouldn't it? Duncan yeah. Ferguson versus Mitrovic. Okay. So, it's, I would have loved to have been there. What a yeah. night that must have been. I think as well, we've had some pretty annoying elements in our home crowds this season. Well, you could, it must, the atmosphere in that second half in the crowd must have been mm. miserable. But it's nice to see a result that naturally punished the ones who were leaving early because they were done with it. There must have been so many who left. Yeah, I think there were quite a few hundred. Yeah. Have you ever left a game early? Don't think I have. No, I have once or twice. But never when I really cared. No. I don't think I've ever left a Newcastle game early. So, uh, are we done with Norwich? Yeah, I think so. Do you reckon we'll finish above Norwich in the table? Yeah. I think like we were saying in the build-up to that game, they'd had a much easier run-in than us, and we're still only one or two points behind them. We're three points off Huddersfield at top, and we've got a far better goal difference than anyone else in the league. So for quite a dodgy start, that's not too bad. Yeah. Do you still think we'll finish top? Uh... Yeah. I think for such a long, gruelling season, we've got the strongest squad. And they're still gelling. To still be gelling in this far into the season and be three points off top, yeah, you'd have to say it's that, going really. to plan. Looking at it, we've got a goal difference of 12, which is... I think the nearest are sort of six or seven, aren't they? Yeah, Brighton and Bristol City have got seven. So we've got a fantastic goal difference. And, uh, yeah, we're only three points off top, so... Yeah, you'd have to say we're favourites. I still reckon if I had to bet, I'd and say we've played second. And we've played most of the top. Well, we've played the top two as well, haven't we? Yeah, we have. We've played Derby away. And we've had some tough games. But, you know, so, I mean, I'm not that familiar with it, but it seems to be a funny old league. And it's yeah. a funny old division. Who knows what's going to happen? I'll tell you something that did happen... We beat Rotherham 1-0. Yeah. Paul? Mm-hmm. What side of... What wing does Christian Atsu play on? See, I still think he's a left winger. Despite the fact that he played on the well, right wing. Well, he's left-footed. I think, so? I think the reason for him playing on the right and Gufran, who's right-footed, playing on the left, when we have Gale up front, is because it's less about the crossing... So I think if we had sort of Mitrovic or Murphy up front, Atsu would be on the left. 
And we had Richie on the right. I felt I felt like a smug sense of being proved proven right after that Rotherham game when with Atsu on the right well, because you've been adamant that he was a left winger just because he's left footed. No, he has mainly Gareth played Bale on the plays left. on the right often. He has mainly Doesn't played he? on the left in his career though. Ryan Robin plays on the right probably more often than he plays on the yeah. left, doesn't he? It'll depend. You're full of shit. Paul. It'll depend on how we line up. Yeah. Well, it was it was good to see because there was a a fear from you at least that the, that there wasn't necessarily a, a, a automatic backup for Matt Ritchie on the right mm. wing, and Christian Atsu Atsu proved that he was capable of doing that yeah. with a wonderful debut goal. It was really good, cutting onto his stronger left foot, the natural foot, and just bent it round. Although it was uh, slightly different, it reminded me a little bit of Hatem Ben Arthur's first goal for us. Against, against Man City? It was against Everton. Oh. That could have oh it was Man City got his leg broke I was in the following there. game. Nice. Yeah. I was there. And, but yeah, it was uh, a lovely goal. Mm. It was nice to see as well. We didn't look too bad without Matt Ritchie because he's, he's been our strongest player probably of the season. It would be hard to argue against that. Between him and Gufran, you could say. Yeah, probably. And uh, But there was some more rotation, yeah, wasn't there? Yeah, Anita came back in at right-back, which is a bit of a surprise. But Yedlin, three games in one week, when one of them he had a bit of a knock, would have been too much. I don't think Anita did too badly. Fair enough. Still no sign of Hammers. He's injured. I didn't realise when we spoke last okay. week. I think he's got a few more weeks out. But uh, what's his name? La- Lazar. Lazar. Yeah. He's, there's talk of him being uh, integrated into the yeah, team. Yeah, I think he's being yeah. gently phased in. And Paul Dummett, for all the criticism he gets, he's not done too badly. Going forward is Paul Dummett's problem, really. He's a solid defender, and we've kept quite a lot of clean sheets this season. Uh, yeah, we have. And... I don't even think he's that bad going forward. There's just this image of what a left-back is nowadays, which is like nippy and taking on someone and put... I, I don't know. He, I'd say he, our last sort of ten right-backs have all been better full-backs than Paul Dummett. Do you I'm mean left-backs? No, right-backs. I'm just saying that on the right, we don't seem to have the problem that we do on the left. Right. Yeah, yeah. But he does... I don't know. He seems to get a nosebleed when he gets too far forward and then just... Plays a sideways pass. I've seen him put in some all right balls. I, yeah. I, I don't know why he gets so much shit. Anyway, yeah, he's not glamorous, that's for sure. No. But uh, but uh, you got to see the game, didn't you? Yeah, it was one of the few games we've had that's been available to watch on a stream. I was caught out by just assuming there was no stream of it. Yeah. And... I was really disappointed to realise at the end, oh, shit, I could have watched it. Yeah. So tell me about the overall performance. Fairly solid, really. I mean, it's slightly frustrating, I think, because of the Norwich game. It's that thing we've had all season where you think we're finally going to kick on. Like, you hear fans before that Rotherham game saying, oh, we're going to win this 4 or 5 nil," And we don't seem to learn that this is a hard league every well, time. That was the feeling before the uh, the Villa game, wasn't it? After yeah. the destruction of QPR. But um, but it's... Is it our first... No, it's not our first 1-0 win, but it's 
there's not been many and it is nice to just grind out a game. We were still by far the better team. We had more shots. Carl Zarlo only had one save to make. So I think anything other than a win for us would have been harsh. And there was uh, some more uh, s- some more rotation. So what do you think is the is the is let's say we got into the FA Cup final, Paul. Mm-hmm. What is our team? In terms of rotation at the minute, the other thing I want to talk about is Diarme, who was okay against Rotherham, but not amazing. But he's had a fairly bad run of games. He doesn't seem particularly suited to number 10, especially alongside Gale. So I'm not sure why Perez isn't playing more. But our strongest team, probably keeper, you'd say Darlow now. So has Sells been dropped? Looks that way. Two games out in a row. And, uh, and Rob Elliott's coming back soon. Speaking of the number 10 role, you sh- I should just allow you to admit something that you said in the pub just before the podcast, which is that um, it would be nice to see CM Dong in, yeah. in the number 10 role. Now. He's still our player. We seem, as a club, to have got past the problems we had with our training facilities that got players injured every other week. And he is a very classy number 10. In your eyes, yeah. And I love him. <laughs> the dream is not over for Paul No. Dillon. I mean, he's not going to play. But he got a call been... up to the Holland side. He did. I like that you just called them Holland. Old school. Well, is that particularly old school? I see it as old school. Yeah. Did you know that... I only found out recently. Do you know what... That Holland is a region of the Netherlands? No. So it's like a colloquial sort of name for that. It's like... Uh, it's a bit like say it's a bit like Americans calling um, anyone British English, right? I'm just I'm, all I'm saying is you're a racist. Yeah, well, we knew that. So, um, uh, okay, let's. What would be the? Let's just do it for fun. What, yeah. what is the first eleven? Okay, Darlow in goal. Yedlin right back, I think. Yedlin right back, Lonita's definitely. done well. Centre-back's interesting, because at the start of the season, you'd have said definitely LaSalle and Mbemba. But I would... And this be- season, Kieran Clark has been our best centre-back. Mbemba seems to be out of favour of it at the moment. Yeah. Um, and Grant Hanley, whenever he comes in, looks good. Yeah, he does. Uh, immense in the words of Dave Watson. Mm. Clark and LaSalle seem to be the favoured pairing at the minute. Well, they were the pairing against Rotherham. Were they the pairing against... Yeah, it was the same Norwich. against Norwich as well. Oh, well, there you go. I think Clark as well, because he's left-footed. It's nice having that symmetry, like a right foot and a left-foot centre-back. Oh, I do like that. Yeah. And basically, because we haven't seen Lazar... Yeah, left-back has to be done it by default. By default. I think. Although... Lazar is like someone who were... Pro- he's our current player who were projecting something yeah. onto him. He sounds good. See also... Lazar. He's got Ma- a good... Masaido U- Haidara. Yeah, yeah. He's another one who had that. But Lazar's got a good YouTube video. He's got a good name. Yeah. So we're like... As soon Any- as Lazar gets in, we'll be, we'll be great on the left. Any player who sounds like something a magician would say is all right by me. <laughs> yeah. I would like... I would like to think... 
that that's what he'll say yeah. after each this of the problem with football stunning fans. goals. The problem with football fans is we base what we think a player is like on what we want them to be like. So any new signing we get is like, oh, I think he's actually a great like forward-thinking left-back. You don't know that at all. No, we you project just it. Yeah. Just like we do with... Um, CMD Young. <laughs> CMD Young or Jeremy Corbyn. Um, so... <laughs> And then... Uh, I'd say midfield, Shelby and... Who's the one from Arsenal whose name I forget every week? Oh, fucking, you know, Hayden. Hayden. Colback keeps coming in and doing an okay job, but Hayden looks defensively so much more sound he does than Colback. And Shelby's just coming into his own. He's probably the best player in the division, or one of them at the moment. Oh, big shout. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. They're both Shelby, both Shelby and Hayden have real class in the locker. Yeah. It's whether they can consistently do it. Mm. Whereas um, Colback can consistently it, get yellow cards. Can consistently get yellow cards. But he's also, he's you know, he's a grafter, or he's supposed yeah. to be. And then, uh, and then there's always Teote. Yeah, and Anita, really. And Anita, who doesn't seem to play in the middle of the park anymore. And then... Right midfield, you'd have to say Richie. It's got to be Richie. And then left, it's got to be Goofran. It's got to be Goofran. At the moment. Who would have thought that? (laughs) Who would have thought that? And then... Number 10 role, I'd say on the basis of games where they've played that position. Perez hasn't been great, but when he's played number 10, he's been good. I thought DR may look pretty good when he... First sign for us, but I can see that he's. he's there not. a few. There's a moment against Norwich. I think we were two or three one down, and he just he tried like two step overs where you could tell he didn't even think he was going to beat his man. It's just I'm not sure if he is a natural number ten. I don't know where he played for Hull and West Ham if he was that far forward before. And then, uh, okay, so we'll give we'll give Perez the number ten, or you know. Mm. But you know, CMD on and yeah, you know, he'll always be my number hearts. ten. And then I would say has to be Gale. It has to be Gale in the number nine role. Good luck to him. Well done, Dwight Gale. But I think the good thing is there's some of those choices. They are genuine choices that you have to make. It's not like previous seasons where it's like, well, that's the only person that's played there, so it has so to be like, them. So we're going to have to put someone shit in yeah. these six positions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of someone's shit, my friend went to the Spurs game on Saturday uh-huh. against Man City. Congratulations, Spurs. Yeah. And I asked him before the game to give me his, uh, to look out for Sissoko and tell me what he thought of him. He thought he was really good. Yeah, it seems to be. I was surprised. I thought, but then I remember, remembered that the game was on Sky, so. Yeah. Well, Sissoko, you can't really judge on a few games as well. It takes a season. Because his first few games for us, he looked world-class almost. He did, yeah. It's more when his head drops. And that seems to happen less to players under Pochettino. Yeah, that's the word on the street. I think they only had one real game last season, uh, Spurs, where everyone seemed to drop their level. And it was against us in the last game of the season. And... The other time they played us, we'll be yeah. 
Did the double over Spurs last season? They were one of our only two away wins in the whole of last season. Yeah. It was 5-1 or whatever. So, it's everyone's favourite type of weekend we've got coming up, uh, which is an international break. Jeez, is this the third or the second already? This There's season? always a couple right yeah. at the beginning of the season. Just when you get momentum going again, you have to watch Gareth Southgate's England... Ugh, it's too depressing. I think Gareth Southgate is the man. Why? I think he's going to... I, I think a lot of people are saying Gareth Southgate is the right manager for England. I don't know what they're basing it on, because it can't be his career as a manager. They're basing it on uh, what we've just talked about three minutes ago, which yeah. is projecting something yeah. onto someone. But can you project anything onto a man as bland as Gareth Southgate? He might be great, give him a chance, but it's just, it feels like England, let's just give it, let's just take it, just take a few years off international football. Yeah. Maybe they should do like, have I got news for you and just have like rolling, rolling managers, a different manager for every game. That'd make me watch them. You'd get like, um, you know, Joe Lysett in (laughs) one week, Sarah Pascoe. Yeah. But as someone who is half Scottish anyway, now we've got Grant Hanley and Matt Ritchie, I'm far more interested in how Scotland do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Do you, so you sort of follow Scotland a bit, do you? On and off. I don't really follow international football, particularly. No. I don't care about it enough. No, me neither. For a championship side, we've got quite a few going away on international duty. Yeah. We've got, yep, Grant Hanley and Matt Ritchie, and there's also some... Under twenties call ups. Yeah, is it Cal Robertson? Cal Roberts, who I'd forgotten about. So, who knows what whether he'll ever end up being a regular for us? And yeah, Adam, and Freddie Adam, Woodman, Adam Armstrong, and yes, Freddie Woodman and Isaac Hayden are playing for the under twenty ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, we've got a few others out in various. Spots. Yeah, I think African Cup of Nations might hit us quite hard as well this season. Yeah. We'll have a few going away for that. Yeah. But again, we've got depth now. So. We've got depth, mate. Ooh. We've got more depth than a Dostoevsky novel. Jesus. So, are you annoyed by that? No, it's just fine. What's your problem with that? <laughs> I thought that was a totally fine thing to say. Always trying to make the pod high, bro. Well, you know. Sorry. Sorry if I've got ambitions. <laughs> Um, is there anything else we want to say? I mean, I could. It, we would normally predict the next game, but it's. It seems so far away. Is it Brentford at home? It's Brentford at home, which you and I were just discussing whether we could go to, and we decided against. Yeah. Uh, Brentford at home, fifteenth of October. I'd love to go to Brentford away. Yeah. What's the fact everyone knows about Brentford? They've got a pub in each corner. They've of the got ground? a pub in each corner of the ground. Uh, yeah. Ask me if I've been to all of those pubs. Have you been to all of those pubs? Yes, I have. Which brewery runs those pubs? I don't know. Do you? Fuller's. What, every one of them? Yep. Well, I don't know, I'm guessing. But the club's run by Fuller's or sponsored by them. Yeah, but the pubs are independent of the ground. They're not in the ground. Aren't they? Oh. No, they're not. They're just like... <sighs> you've dropped a bollock. I there, really have. I'll go. So, off the top of your head... Let's do a prediction. We probably won't be a pod before the Brentford game. We're at home. I think you'd have to say one or two nil. 
Let's not get carried away. Okay, well, which one is it? I'll go 1-0. 1-0, and I'll go 2-1. And uh, before we finish, thank you to those of you who got in touch to say that you downloaded my audiobook. I appreciate that. I know that there's, I know there's not a great deal of crossover between Newcastle United fans and those people who are interested in acting. The cast of Biker Grove, I would have thought. Yeah. Um, Jimmy Nail. Jimmy Nail. Robson Green. There's more than I thought. I need to yeah. tap into this market. <laughs> Vic and Bob. Vic and Bob. Christ. Donna Rare. Donna <laughs> There's the, that woman on Lucy. Gina Women. McKee. This is really where it's at. Yeah. I need to get into that. Well, thank you for, to those of you who downloaded it, and particularly um, Jacques. Jacques uh, his Twitter name is Jacques Bauer. Who left a lovely review on Audible. So if you feel like doing that, I'd appreciate it. And always rate the podcast on iTunes. Yeah. Most podcasts, they ask you to rate the podcast at the we end. We have of... had some nice ratings, I think. Yeah. Reading towards the end of last season. Well, good. I never look at it. But I would have, you know, that's what we need. That's what all the po- other podcasts, they do. They end by saying, please rate us on iTunes. And that's what gets it going. <laughs> but here we are scrabbling away four or five years after we started this shit. <laughs> you know, yeah, we've got I, I've never been recognising the street once for this podcast, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. Well, thank you. Uh, it's, no, it's, no use it berate, <laughs> it's no use berating the listeners we have. I appreciate every last one of you. So thank you very much for listening. Do you think there is a world where somebody overhears you in a bar and says, I need that guy from the Newcastle Natter? Uh, I don't think it would ever happen. I don't... It's possible. Mm. It's possible. It's not happened yet. No. And you talk very loudly in bars. I do. Yeah. So. Well, of course, most of the bars I go to are in members clubs. <laughs> God. Uh, they're not. That was a lie. Uh, so, thank you very much, Paul Doolan. Thank you. For your time. And thank you to you, the Newcastle listener. My name is Fergus Craig. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. If you like this podcast, come and join me, Mark Webster, for The Whistleblowers, a weekly show that looks at the topics that all football fans are discussing this week at thewhistleblowers.net. And it happens to be brought to you by the same lot that produced this one. Sports Social Podcast Network.